0: Everyone, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, they say the heart wants what it wants, and I think that goes the same for the sense of humor. That wants what it wants, too. Because some things it appeals to it, and some things it doesn't. Old TV shows are a perfect example. Show old TV shows to anybody nowadays, there's probably a better than 50% chance they're not going to like them. Whereas... It's kind of like the music you grew up with. When you first discovered music, that music is going to be your favorite pretty much forever. With rare you know, exceptions. So those TV shows that hit you during that time where you just really got into it. Those are the ones you're going to love forever. It's like Twilight Zone. Show me an old episode of Twilight Zone. I'm in hog heaven for the whole thing. You know, Jack Klugman. Where are you going to see him? You're gonna see, you know, Lee Marvin. You're gonna I mean, every old Hollywood actor, back before they were anybody, they were on the Twilight Zone. And it was awesome. Show it to kids now and their their eyes glaze over five minutes in. And honestly, can't blame them. If it wasn't a show that I had such a positive feeling for in the back of my head, I probably wouldn't watch it. Because they are bad shows. But so are some of my favorite bands from the 80s. You know, but they're mine. So I can put up with it. That, and also you do see... ...kind of the mores and the... the ...public feeling from that era. Because there are so many people that... ...you know, they... ...you look at the political structure of the country... ...you look at the, the way things went... ...and the episodes... Always had a little something along with those. You know, the 60s were all about, you know, peace, love, Bobby Sherman, drugs, sex. And so if you look at a lot of the shows from that period, they reflected that. With the exception of Ozzie and Harriet and Leave It to Beaver. Those were shows, were they from the 60s? I don't think they were. They were shows that reflected. An old set of morals that, I don't know, that I'm sure it existed at one time in this country, but I'm even sure that when Ozzie and Harriet, you know, came out, I'm sure that that part of the world or that era had ended. You know, the Nelsons, was it the Nelsons? Which one was the, the two brothers that sang... And in the middle of their sh- their one of their concerts, they just drop their guitars and start slugging it out on the show. Now see to me, that's an entire that's like really fulfilling the promise of me buying a ticket, wanting the entertainment. It's like, okay, now you sang. Let's see who can, you know, little Thunderdome fight cage. Get, you know, see who can walk out of there. Cause that's dinner in a show, What's Not to Love. But I think when it comes to the shows and the things that we really like from our, not necessarily our childhood, but like our, our teens, our childhood I think of is like seven. You know, you get up on a Saturday morning, you're in footy pajamas, you go in the front room, you lay on the floor, big bowl of cereal, and you watch, I don't know, Yogi and Boo Boo. You watch cartoons. That Saturday morning as a kid was the greatest time ever with cartoons. You know, hands down. And then you get older. I tried watching some of this when my kids were little, and it was just, ugh. The cartoons are horrible now. That and Sesame Street, my kids are grown now, but I took a peek at Sesame Street lately. It is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. There are people I wouldn't, on that show, that I would not leave my kids in their presence for more than 30 seconds without me being there. In fact, screw it. I wouldn't leave my kids in their presence for any length of time. You know, because that's when duct tape gets slapped over their mouth and they're in a trunk somewhere. But that's just my opinion. And by the way, I'm incredibly judgmental when it comes to my kids. Not of my kids, of other people. Everybody I am convinced has a, a bad attitude, uh, impure intentions. They're bad people. My children are really the only thing, the only... Beautiful and good things of any situation. So, let's go ahead and just recap all this. Things from your childhood sucked, but they're good. But they sucked, but they're still good. And things that I honestly think it has to do with just the the age you are. I'm sure there's a kid right now that loves Sesame Street, but he's that age. This is his time. He's supposed to. But all of that wrapped together is what brings us to today's episode, It Sucked Then, and It Sucks Now, on today's Caffeinated Humor. Adam West was and is a creepy dude. There was never a more compelling reason to accuse Batman of being gay than Adam West. I mean, the whole premise was a little suspect from the start if you look at it through that kind of a paranoid eye. Rich bachelor lives alone, has a young man living with him, not a relative, and they run around in tights dealing with all sorts of capers with some sort of an odd, ambiguous sexuality to it that isn't part of what they're doing, it just kind of exists there. I mean, there was a digital short on Sarnat Live that was hysterical. It was called The Ambiguously Gay Heroes based on that entire premise, and it was really funny and more than a touch creepy, but on purpose. You know, the Batman show in the 60s is what was known as campy and tongue-in-cheek, and then you add Adam West, and that throws a little bit of stank on it all. Now, if you were ever to watch a kiddie porn film, Adam West's voice is the announcer for that film, and the voiceovers, And that includes the creepy way you feel when listening to him speak. I'm fairly certain he's one of those people that if you shook his hand, his hands wet. You know, like clammy palms. That's disgusting. Now all of this came about because of that cable TV channel that I mentioned before. The one that shows non-stop old shows. And that's awesome, long as it's all my favorite shows. MASH? I could watch that forever. Andy Griffith? A young Ron Howard, are you shitting me? That's a done deal. The Dick Van Dyke Show? Possibly the most talented man ever to be put in front of the the camera? You had me at hello. But Batman? Hmm. Really? It's the type of show that defies any sort of logic or common sense, and Burt Ward didn't help. He played Robin in the old series. And he was so peppy and exuberant and just as dumb as a stick, you almost felt sorry for him but only up to a point. Because deep down, you got the feeling that you could have shown up for rehearsal that week and found out that Batman was going to strip Robin naked, tie him up with duct tape, and then torture him with a cattle prod to the genitals for a half hour, and Bert would have been okie-dokie with it. Okay, now things have gotten a little creepy in that old show. gotten a little creepy here. That wasn't my point. And I'm supposed to have a a point for today's podcast, so let's get to it. The Batman show got hideous ratings for pretty much the entire run in the 60s, and that's not even one good year, so why show it now? MASH, on the other hand, in addition to being my favorite show of all time, was number one in its time slot, which was one of the most competitive time slots for almost all of its run. They did a little retooling after the first season, and it was kind of... It was better than mediocre, but it still didn't like blockbuster. Season 2 broke records. It was awesome. It's what we call TV gold. So why is Batman on more often than MASH? Like anything that makes no sense, I have to assume there's got to be some widespread conspiracy going on. And I have a theory. Adam West has naked photos of the program scheduler for the cable TV uh, channel. That's the only explanation I can think of, and given the fact that Burt Ward may be, or Adam West may be involved here, maybe Burt Ward, we don't know, it probably has him included in those photos. Now the one thing I will say about the Batman show, casting Burgess Meredith as the Penguin was a stunning casting move. Now, if you don't know who Burgess Meredith is, he was Mick from the old Rocky show, but go to YouTube, search Burgess Meredith, B E R B U R G E S S M E R E D I T H. Look it up. He was awesome. He had this great delivery for every line. And one of the only bits that I liked from my failed stand-up career was an imitation of the penguin working at a gay phone sex line. All of a sudden, it explains a lot about why I don't do stand-up anymore. Time for coffee.